The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. shock jock over here hey, making comments not, like that not one of the more Man, likable ones at i've this never point. heard ahmed go that controversial I mean, right I there i kept it clean i kept it clean, kept it clean. Yeah, he's, he's not that saying, likable i'm know, not saying anything that's not amir putin was your quarterback it'd be less controversial <laughs> <laughs> yo 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 what's up that's right it's january 2nd happy 2023 it is i chris sims and shock jock ahmed farid over yeah. here just just causing headlines disgruntling the masses all over hope everybody's good seriously though happy new year what's up there slugger how happy are you new year you never know what i'm gonna say you never what know people say about this podcast. i know you know what's i'm gonna say what's i'm gonna week? say how many swear words is he gonna blurt out <laughs> yeah. how, how crude yeah. and will it be one obnoxious will he be yeah <laughs> it'll be one one day right one uh, day it will be but we do have a requiem two of them actually Requiem for a team because we got to lay yeah. the rest a lot of teams. Oh, Five, I dead think. massacre um, Sunday. Black we got a couple. Sunday. We got a couple submissions for right. the Jets. Yeah. that have curse words in them that right. you will have to. read. I'm going to have to read. Them. You're going to have to read those. All right. I, I somehow have a feeling that a lot of that's going to be Zach Wilson <laughs> related. Yeah. There. Uh, happy sure. New Year. Happy New Year to you, man. New Year, new me. What's up? You new, it's a new you. What's I your new? Know. What's your new? Did you make a New Year's resolution? No, not really. Less Twitter, right. maybe. Okay. Oh, that's less good, phone in general. That's good. Yeah, that's. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I'm not a New Year's resolution guy either. I'm, I'm always on the the pursuit of being better. So yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to put that new pressure on that, that day. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, what'd you do though? New Year's? Uh, was at home. Uh, watched football with the family. Right. Watch Chris Sims on TV. Right. Uh, so wait. So no, did, New Year's Eve. I meant more. Oh, New Year's the Eve. Good yeah, I was with the family. Oh well, yeah. I went over to my parents and watched Michigan lose. Okay. To te- I'm sorry to about TCU. that. Yeah. I'm sorry about you that. You told you guaranteed me that Michigan would win. Man, that's, I, why, well, that's what made the, it hurt more. Hey, thinking about Twitter. That's right. I had to teach my son a good lesson on that because, of course, I, I, you know, yeah, I. Back when they did the college football Final Four, right, a month ago, yeah. I put out a tweet just being Mr. Football fan and yeah. said, the Big 12 sucks, which it does still. I'm not going to, like, back down from that. I mean, uh-huh. I understand they won. That's great. Good to them. I'm, I'm certainly not taking away from them. As a whole, I mean, the Big 12 has 50 people in the NFL. Yeah. The SEC has 360-something. Yeah. The Big 10 has 250-something. Look at the results of the college football playoffs. Tell me what the Big 12's done. So I said that, and, of course, I ate that in a big way. And because of Twitter, my son got involved for the first time. Oh, really? So he was in my— Was he defending you? He, he was like—he couldn't believe it. I don't know what made him look. Yeah. He got into it. 
And I got to teach him a lesson that night. I was like, listen, I deserve this in a lot of ways. I stuck my nose in a place that I should not have. <laughs> so sometimes you just got to be taking L, yeah. right? And uh, I took an L. But that was, man. That was a frustrating game because, I mean, Michigan had the ball inside the five three times and had three points to show for it early on. You're a field goal defense team. Kick the field goal early on. Yeah. That was a long two. And then you call Philly special against his own defense? Yeah, that is no mind-blowing, okay? The overturnment, the overturning of the call itself, yeah. the touchdown, that was ridiculous. Yeah. He did not have possession of the football. That was a bad call. I'm not saying that would have won the game. You still should be able to punch it in the play after. Definitely. Let alone the interception on the play. They spotted the ball five yards back to where that was. I didn't even go there. Hey, the Detroit Lions won yesterday. Good job. Here we go. All right. Still be a playoff. But I want to get back to New Year's Eve. Forget that. Okay. All right. So Michigan lost. You're crying at home. Someone's got to console you. I was over at my parents. Like, go back home. Right. My eight and six year old. My wife is like, you're not staying up. You're like, it's midnight. It's too late for you guys. I'm like, come on. I was like, it's the one night a year where they should be able to stay right, up. Exactly. And so the two kids stayed up. Awesome. And at and at eleven fifty three, my six year old daughter yeah. looks at me and goes, I'm tired. "Why are we staying up?" <laughs> <laughs> I had not I had not explained New Year's to her at all. Right. I guess. Right. I thought I had. That, that's how, like, that's when you know they're they're new to the deal. They're <laughs> like, I don't even get this. Why are you keeping me up? Goes, what are we doing here? Why are we still awake? Right. Uh, so we explained, but I had a good time. All right. Good. Did, did you? Uh, did did you have a few fun? drinks? Did you have fun? I mean, no drinks. No drinks. No drinks. Look at you. I've been feeling a little, you know. For a little like dead, everyone in this building, tired, yeah, tired cold. dead, like a runny nose for yeah. like a month and a half. Right. So I like I didn't. Yep. Yep. All right. I didn't cool. stop you. I'm sure. No, it did not. I mean, you know me. I and mean, it was it's, it was a it was a great day. It was I I started drinking and you know having some smokes right at the kickoff of the Michigan game. Yeah. I was excited to sit down and enjoy that. Uh, yeah, and that just went right into the next game, which was insane. And then I got into. You know, big Jenga with my wife, oh, kind of yeah. in the middle of the, the game. We were watching pieces. it. She was drinking wine. I was having my We were playing Jenga. That was kind of fun. And then, I mean, it was crazy because I was going to the New Year's Eve thing, right, yes. and wanting to see the ball drop. But at the same time, you know, Georgia's drive – or no, Ohio State was driving at that point. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, I can't miss this, all right? I think I think it's synced up. Yeah, Matt Casey, who's it really for, did. for Pete today. Yeah. I uh, hope Pete and his family are doing okay. They've, just, they've been sick, like yeah. all of us, for right. a month and a half. Right. Uh, yeah, Matt said in my ear, he goes – it, they synced it up. They looked at exactly the time that kick happened. Yes. It was like right at midnight. I, I missed heard right at midnight. That the ball hit the ground, like, and it said it, like, I, I saw something yesterday, where, and that was midnight. But yeah. yeah, I was sitting there with my son. We were watching it. He was kind of rooting for Ohio State, and the ball hit. We kind of watched the celebration, and he was like, it's New Year's. Happy New Year. And I was like, yeah. oh, man, we missed the ball. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, know. Yeah, I know. I know. It was a good weekend, though. Good, good weekend, weekend of football. Good weekend. Good uh, weekend. Chris got into it on Twitter again. Probably we'll get into it with some of these NFL games, too, in the results. Because mm-hmm. um, there were some crazy things that happened. We're hitting every game from Sunday. We got damn okay. Give me the headlines. We got Requiem for a team as we bury five teams who were eliminated. One of those teams eliminated was not the Green Bay Packers. No, sir. Still alive. Aaron Rodgers. So we're going to start with a look at the mm-hmm. NFC wild card. We'll start with the Packers against the Vikings and we talked about this game midweek and I go wait I go the Packers are probably favored in this game and they were and then afterwards people like wow what an upset in the NFL I'm like it wasn't an upset (laughs) everybody thought that was gonna happen not to that extent Green Bay was was uh, favored they won yeah you're right to that extent 41 to 17 was the final score and now they uh as as they say control their own destiny that's not that's frowned upon here at nbc but, uh, people will <laughs> it's be a big debate that. here at nbc big debate. You can't, apparently we've gotten way be, too into the technic yeah, technicalities destiny of that cannot word. be controlled <laughs> um but it seems like aaron Rodgers is doing a pretty good job of it they can clinch a playoff berth with a win against my detroit lions at lambeau field 
uh, next week. Uh, they, who would have thought? They were 4-8. and eight. Let's just start with Aaron Rodgers. Let's give Aaron Rodgers the first word because he's enjoying this more than most, as he should. They were 4-8. and eight. Everyone wrote him off because they were 4-8 and eight and looked terrible. And this is what he had to say after the game. I know not many people in that locker room and definitely not many of you people uh, believe we'd be sitting here at 8-8 eight and eight with control of our own destiny going into week 18. Pretty special. Is there anyone enjoying this moment more than Aaron Rodgers? Oh, right well, now? this is, he loves this. Nobody that in football that enjoys shoving it up everybody's ass more than Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, just like, how dare you doubt me? The relaxes over all the years, right? I mean, really, there's a part of me with the Green Bay Packers that think they're like, and, and Florio has said this a little bit, that they're better when they're underdog a little bit. I do think there is something to that to a degree where he just cuts it loose a little bit more when they're the underdogs. You know, even the Jair Alexander talking shit to Justin Jefferson kind of backed them into a corner this week to be like, all right, put up or shut up right here. I, there's something to that. I, I, I got to give them credit for their toughness. I think, again, that we got to talk about Matt LaFleur a little bit, his ability to keep this all together. If for some reason, he always gets overlooked in Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers is such a big personality and such a star. But, you know, th- I think there's, there's credit there to be, to be given to him. And then, yeah, the overall toughness and the culture of a football team here. And, yeah, it took some tough losses, but hung in there. And I'm, I'm, the thing I'm going to jump on more than anything, because we, you know, we know a, a quarterback and all that, but Green Bay's defense is saving the show right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I just – whether You've been it's critical of the defense. Definitely. You think they're over overhyped. They were overhyped. I mean, they just, yeah, I thought they were going to be what we've seen the last four or five weeks. I thought this was kind of what we're going to see the whole year. You know, them being dominant, them making plays, right? You know, that's where I started to go bad. I guess the talent's just a little overrated. Nobody ever makes a play, but they've come together here. Mm-hmm. And then I think between the Vikings going down the field early on in the game, right, and them getting the stop uh, after, the, after the block punt. It wasn't the driving down the field. Right. That was a at huge the one moment. yard line. At the one yard line. To have first and goal at the one and then hold them to a field goal. What a huge moment. Then the, you know, then the, the special teams. Yeah. Which he's the best kick returner in football and continues to make big returns and moments to kind of get them jump started. Did that last week against Miami, right? Sean Nixon. Right. I mean, yep. he's dangerous. But then, like, the Packers go for it on a fourth down in the midfield. They just try to take a shot down the field. Rodgers gets sacked. Guess who saves the day? Defense. Vikings go for it on fourth down. They intercept it. Pick, pick six. And really, that was like, that kind of was the game after that. You Packers never felt had, like they lost control after yeah, that. Packers had 14 points at that point with 14 total yards of offense. And so the offense wasn't moving the ball. The defense stepped up, and then, and then the offense got rolling. They started going. Right. Um, but you mentioned Matt LaFleur, too, yeah. and he is now 16-0 in December as the Green Bay head coach. Right. Uh, with all the controversies and drama, and yes. it, it does seem like, and he's not, an, he's not an old guy. Wait, is Aaron Rodgers older than him, or is uh, it close? Mm, or is he like I, a year it, older? It's right around, You know, that's a good question. I'm going to say he's just a little older, but it's not much. I, and maybe Matt Casey can look that up. But Rodgers is, what, 39? Or is he 40? I think he might be 40 I now. I don't know if he's 40 yet. Yeah, I can't remember either. I'm, I'm, I've lost track a little but to bit. But like 39. He's 39. But to be have like that, have that heavy hand, and like he's never flustered. And even, never. When, even when Aaron Rodgers is, seems to be putting him down midseason, now we got to simplify. Right. Matt LaFleur is in front of everyone goes, I don't know what I that means. I don't even know what that means. Right, right. Like he doesn't back down, obviously. Right. You know, I think that's the big thing. And I think he's got a great way of, you know, Okay, like okay, you want to do this? All right, we'll do a little of this. So, well, you know, 
appeal to you a little bit, but we're really going to do this over here too. Uh, he's he's a much better credit coach than I think he gets credit for. And we've had this discussion, I feel like, in the last three Decembers when they were a number one seed or a number two seed in the playoffs. And we're like, why does nobody talk about Matt LaFleur getting coach of the year conversation? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think that – and then you said it right. The defense continued to make plays. The run game started to make things happen. And then Rodgers started to feel comfortable. He made a few plays in the uh, in the past game, explosive plays there. And, gosh, it just it got to 24-3 with a few minutes left in the first half, and you were like, this is over. It's, it's the weirdest shit ever. I have never – again, I'm going to say this again for, I think, the 17th week in a row. I've never seen a team with this record lose these kind of games or be in these kind of games that they're in, Minnesota. It's very weird to see a 12 and 4 football team, right Ahmed? Yeah. Where and I don't know, I mean you challenge me that a 12 and 4 football team that's lost 24 to 7, 40 to 3, 34 23 and then 41 to 17, you just don't usually see teams that are major players in a conference lose like that. I don't know that it's mathematically possible, but it's reality that they have a 19 point differential like negative yeah it's a negative it's, 19 point differential they've been outscored this year they're 12 and 4 they have a worse point differential than the jets than the browns than the raiders and the saints that's interesting right i mean it's it gets crazy <laughs> they're not going to be in the playoffs no, uh, and, and the vikings won their division yeah and i mean and and can make the argument that and they could have won team. yesterday and maybe still been in the conversation for the number one <laughs> seed i mean that was the law being crazy but they're still 11-0 in one-score games. Oh, that's so right. They, you can that's never right. take that away from them until they lose their first one. Um, so, yeah, I, they might be the third-best team currently in the NFC North because my <laughs> Detroit Lions <laughs> Woo, baby, maybe their most impressive game of the year, although it was against the hapless Chicago Bears. I enjoyed this one very much. 41-10, to 10, the final score. Uh, Bears scored right away, so I was like, oh, great. Are we going to get into one yeah, of these shootout right. games? And it was the... fields with, like, a sick run, too, yeah, right, I if I like, remember right? And I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> they figured it out, won by 31. Uh, so they can clinch a playoff berth still in the last week of the season. That's a victory for the Lions right yeah. here. They have to beat Green Bay. They have to hope Seattle loses to the Rams, which, who knows, it could happen. Um, I want to start with the next-gen dots here. Okay. Because my guy, Aiden Hutchinson now. Oh, right. Has, what does he have? He has three, three interceptions, interceptions this year. On the year. The rookie edge guy out of the University of Michigan. Uh, Kristen, do we, have those, do we have those dots for Aiden Hutchinson? Because he lined up at corner. They're getting creative. They figure they have to. Um, there he is, if you're watching on Peacock or YouTube. Right part of the screen, number 97 there. It's like he's almost like he's out of bounds and then comes out of nowhere and gets the pick. What do it, you make of it? It's it's I yeah, I mean it's it's really it's 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 like a just an end of the half type defense. He's athletic. They probably feel like he's got some good feel. He's defending the sideline, right? So they can't get some completion and maybe and was it, it was seven seconds left when they snapped the ball. So yeah, he played it exactly right. He is everything we talked about coming out in the draft. I think that's the big thing. You know, he's continues to get better as a pure pass rusher. He's just a really good football player in all areas. He can do everything. You know, that, I think that's the thing that jumps out to me. I don't know if his high-end total pass rush potential will be the same as Trayvon Walker, but what I can say right now is he's a better overall player than Trayvon Walker is at this point. Hmm. He just he's more he pops on film at a more consistent basis. He as we talked about, his quickness, his ability to shoot through gaps and do that, drop into coverage, have feel I mean, he's, 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 he really looks like, to me, just a bigger T.J. Watt. He's a longer T.J. Watt, and I wouldn't be shocked if we're talking about this guy as one of the best defensive players in the league for a lot of years to They've come. They've got some building blocks on defense. They do. Offensively, I mean, we know they're one of the best teams in the league. 14 touchdown passes over the last six games for Jared Goff. 
had three yesterday, has zero interceptions in those last six games. Yeah. Um, so Detroit, they they can they still have a chance at playing in the postseason for the first time in a long time. One thing on the Bears, Justin Fields saw you mentioned that run. Yeah. Uh, he breaks Lamar Jackson's. Oh, he needs 64 yards now to break Lamar Jackson's single-season quarterback rushing record wow. of 1,206. So that is the good news. It'll Imagine be- if they ran him early in the year well, and actually true. did that. That's what would his point. numbers be, right? That's a good point. Right. Uh, he did seem to get beat up quite a bit oh, in the game. Too much lately. It almost looked like he was sitting on the – did you see that shot of him on the bench where they just took the blue tent and t- put it over and put him? it over. I did see that. I did. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you just stay where you are. You we sit. can move. We're going to bring the tent the, to you. The tent over here, franchise. Um, awesome as a runner. Yes. Right? Like electric. Maybe yes. one of the best we've ever, maybe the best by yeah. the time we're done. The best right. at the quarterback position to do it. He's just super fast out there. Uh, the final passing numbers were not pretty against a very bad pass defense. Yeah. 7 to 21, 75 yards. Took seven sacks I in the game. Right. And so much like it was, what, like a month ago or two months ago, you did an interview with a Chicago podcast. And every question was about, is Justin Fields going to be the guy? Right. And then the next question was, hey, is Justin Fields going to be the guy? Yeah. And you had to figure out a different way yeah. to answer it each right. time. I feel like that question is still going to be asked well, this offseason. I, I, I think so, to a degree. I don't think it'll be as panicky as it was earlier this year when you heard me doing that interview or even in the offseason. Because I think he gave them enough bright moments to where they go, wait, no matter what, we can do some stuff with him. They should be able to formulate some players and a scheme around him that we can still be pretty dangerous. Because you just said it, arguably the greatest runner we've already seen at quarterback already. I mean, he's that kind of guy. But, yeah, there's more to do in the passing, right, for sure. But, again, it's what we've talked about. And I think if they continue to expand how they play around him, you know, that takes the pressure off of, like, getting it done right away. And like we've talked about, when you're awesome at running the ball and doing all that stuff, it usually makes defenses play defenses they don't want to play. And then they're stuck in run defenses that are optimal for passing. You know, hit, we've seen growth. But, yeah, he's not there in that department yet. He's not. Now it's play better in the pocket, still continue to be a little bit more of a consistent, accurate thrower of the football, right? And then hopefully they can add pieces around him to make that better, let alone the running stuff even better, too, to find out the right formula there. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're a team that we knew halfway through the year. They, they were chalking it up till next year. Before the year, they didn't sign any free agents because they got a lot of money that's going to come due next year. So we'll see what they do this offseason. But, like, to your point with the Lions and the offense, I mean, that was like they, could, they had no chance of stopping your offense yesterday, right? I mean, you guys did whatever you wanted. I, I felt like I turned around. I was like, there goes Swift for 10. There goes pass to this guy for 10. Here's a run for 15. Here's another pass for 20. Oh, they're down inside the five. Oh, touchdown. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, the Bears are going three and out. Oh, hey, here go the Lions again. I mean, it was just a, it was a machine. And, yeah, it's not a very talented Bears defense right now. And uh, good for your Lions. I'm, I'm excited for the, the Sunday game against the Packers. You've got to be playing at the top of your game if you want to beat the Detroit Lions. We've been saying that for years. <laughs> for years. That's a staple of the league. So the Lions win coupled with the Packers win, officially eliminated the Washington Commanders because they lost to the Browns. 24-10 to 10 was the final score there. Uh, much to the surprise of Ron Rivera after the game. Did is you that see that shocking? whole thing? Is that, I haven't watched it yet. I, I read it. So I, I, I and, and Matt Casey in my ear agrees with me. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal, yeah. right? Because I think some reporter said, are you going to play Sam Howell <laughs> in the last game if you're eliminated before right. you play? And he goes, we can be eliminated, which it did take a lot for them to get eliminated, a couple of wins and their loss. And, I mean, I don't, I don't blame Ron Rivera for not 
talking to his people and being like, hey, if we lose, are we going to be eliminated? Because you're not like, you you know you need to win. focused on this week. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I think that got overblown a little bit. But um, what was not overblown is, is how poorly the offense performed, specifically in the second half of this one. Three interceptions for Carson Wentz, a career-low passer rating of 31.4. It was a game where everything was on the line for Washington, and the offense did not play. They were not up to the task. Not at all. I mean, I think that's going to be one here where we're going to dissect this for a little while as far as the decision overall and Ron Rivera's self-inflicted wound to his franchise of bringing the quarterback controversy back to life after going through a winning streak and with a quarterback that certainly seemed to stabilize your team. Yeah, but you don't, you're, you weren't on. I was not. I understood train, it. I understood it. I understood it. Yeah, I did. Now, you know, I, I think the, the big thing is, is you got to know who you're bringing off the bench and Carson Wentz and feel comfortable where he's at and all of that. Um, but, yeah, I think that's going to be all I'm saying is it's fair to dissect that di- decision. You know, I understood it. Yeah, because I'm one that you've heard me say, like Heineke leaves plays on the field, and then when he starts to turn the ball over, you go, wait, he's missing plays and he's turned the ball over. So I understood the thought. And then, you know, I I know Carson Wentz is down there impressive in practice and doing things like that to where, you know, he's like a shiny new toy. Oh, whoa, we can run this play with him. Oh, look what he can do, right? But just does not have a governor or a a brake pad. And just, you know, man, you just would think in a game like this, it's not a great – offense you're playing on the other side of the ball you know you're going to be judged maybe for the rest of your career and it's a career changing moment if you make dumb mistakes in this game and then still to do it that's where I just go what like don't you this is where I've gotten into the conversation is he needs to pay attention to what's going on and being said about him in the real world instead of he seems so inoculated and trying to block it out that he has no clue of the perception that's around him. That's what was shocking to me more than anything. Hmm. You know, I wasn't shocked that Cleveland won the game. I picked Washington to win it. But uh, I was shocked that he was that loose with the football and really a career-defining game. Like it's, He's a backup quarterback now. That's official. He will not go somewhere to be a starter next year. That's not going to happen. And he has starting caliber talent. But, you know, I think between the way things have shook out and Philly to Indy, where Indy was pretty good – but there's obviously some things that were wrong there. And now in this, I, I have a hard time thinking any team's going to go and sell to their fan base, hey, Carson Wentz is going to be our guy next year. That's right. not going to happen. But that's interesting you mentioned that, though, because much like you talked about Cam Newton in the yeah. same way, like, right. is he a backup guy? Right. Like, is he a distraction? I, I, I hear you. That's, that's he's got be... the talent to be a backup. Yeah. But... yeah. No, he's, he could be one of those that's almost threatening unless you have a really good starter. And maybe that's where he needs to be in that kind of place. Maybe he needs to be able to place like behind Josh Allen. Where he's just like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to outshine this guy in practice every day. And now I can learn to play the position. And maybe I can learn to play like him a little bit. You know, and maybe that's going to be the case. But you're right. He's a little dangerous as a backup to a team that's got a low-level starting quarterback because they're always going to look at him and go, look at this big sucker. Look at the way he runs. Look at the way he throws. And that's where he's dangerous. But, yeah, that was disappointing overall. And I'm with you, too, in that context. Like, coaches, they're, they're focused, tunnel-vision people. It's like. Okay, yeah, they're, they're, win this game. They knew they had to win this game this week to stay alive. That's all that mattered. He wasn't thinking about much else. So uh, I, I wouldn't overanalyze that either. Uh, for the Browns, one yeah. thing on them. I mean, this is, this is a lost season for them. They kind of knew it would be mm-hmm. without Deshaun Watson for much of it. Yeah. Um, but that's some glimmers of hope. 
the the connection there between him and Amari Cooper. Yeah, like you can definitely build on that. When when you already have a running game, um, here we are going to get going to get hyped about the Browns again next year. I can already see myself picking them as a playoff team as I did this year. Well, and being wrong, I think they could be dangerous if they play defense, run the ball, play action pass, move Deshaun Watson a little bit, and really play within that formula. And I, I hope they do. And, and honestly, I, as you've heard me say in other weeks, like they had a few, another fourth down, you know, go for it moment in the game when they were up three, two, or, or, or uh, what was it? Oh, they had a fourth and two, fourth and seven, kicked a field goal, made it. I believe it put them up six, nothing. Yes. There was a penalty. Yep. And they decided to go for it now on fourth and two and didn't get it. Left points on the board. Correct. And that, sorry, so I'm glad you saw that. And that to me is like uh, just stupid. I don't know if the analytics team, I, I don't know if Kevin Skafancy has to listen to the analytics team or whatever. But to me, you know, one of the things I feel like they've showed a little bit here is like, hey, if they're conservative and play defense and run the ball and Watson makes a few plays, they're tough to beat. And they ran the ball well against a good defense and Watson's still getting his, his feet underneath them. But yeah, like you said, you saw some potential there. And uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Cleveland was right back in the mix in the AFC next year. You have a very simple formula. If you're going to go for fourth down, get it. <laughs> don't, don't not get it. Well, you know? no. Or, like, I just, what, what I don't understand in a game like Low that. Low scoring game, not, yeah, I you, get it. You, that's what I mean. Like, yes. what, 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 what are you, what are, we're gonna, we're, why? Just yep. go up 6 nothing. It's fucking Carson yep. Wentz over there struggling to get completions. Sure. So sure. just hang in there and keep playing the way you're playing. They knew they were going to hit Amari Cooper for a couple of long ones later yeah, in the game. Right. So good for Amari wanted Cooper. Wanted to see then. how many touchdowns they could score. Uh, so good for the Browns. Good for Amari Cooper. Bad for the Commanders. And we lay them to rest. The Uh-oh. first of five Requiem for a Teams. We the Washington Commanders die. are done. Here lie the Washington Commanders. All right, here we go. You wore maroon for them today, huh? I know I did. I, yeah. I was sad. Yeah. I, I like the talent they got. Yeah. But. <laughs> it's a season that was ill-fated. Their quarterback play leaving fans frustrated. But there was a surprise. You should have seen Rivera's eyes when they said, guess what? You've been eliminated. Like, wow, really? No way. That happened already? That was good. I like it. So you took off for him, but you took a shot for him. And I felt like I had to. I felt like had to bring that apart. It was the best joke. I, so was. I had to go there. Yeah. All right. for the laughs. Right? I liked it. Just for the laughs. I liked it. Uh, so thank you, Kristen. We will keep that music handy because... We're bringing it back back in this next game, too. We'll get to that in a second. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night. And building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. 
Seahawks versus the Jets. Uh, Seahawks win this one rather easily, it seemed like. Yeah, I think you're right. Their defense played well. So now Seattle, here's the, the scenario quick for Seattle. They can clinch a playoff berth. Uh, versus the Rams, they got to beat the Rams. They got to hope that uh, Green Bay loses to my Detroit Lions. So then Seattle would get into the postseason. Not a great chance, I think. Green Bay, obviously, you, you hear that they have the best chance of getting that final spot in the wild card. But um, for the Seahawks here, I mean, this is—it's been an up and down year for them. They s- surprised everyone, then hit a little bit of a lull. But I, I mean, overall, even if they don't make the postseason, which they still could do, yeah, I was like, what a th- year. What a year right. offensively, and they showed it defensively yesterday. Hey, right, right. You know that that's it was. I mean, it's 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 Seattle. It's it's where I love Pete Carroll. I mean, they just they got the crazy gene, and they just you can't ever tell them that it's it's when it's time to compete to lay down or not play crazy hard or whatever. The energy in that stadium, and then you know what we talked about on the what the fuck happened Wednesday podcast last week, right? When we were talking about the matchups here, you know what did I say at the one point? I was like, if the Jets can't run the ball. The Seahawks' pass defense is scary good. Yep, they're they're very good in that department. They know how to like stress your protections. You see Tariq Woolen there yesterday, right? He's all over the place. Michael Jackson's all over the place. Tariq Woolen dropped like two or three other interceptions that hit him in the chest. You know, they're they got something. So when you and they don't have to worry about the run. That's what scared me for the Jets. Now I thought the Jets would maybe be able to run the ball a little bit better on them. More importantly, I thought the Jets' defense would really give Seattle a hard time. The way Seattle's protected the last few weeks, I mean, the Jets, I know you know, the Jacksonville game wasn't best and all that, but for the most part of the year, we've seen a really quality defense from them. But, man, from the get-go, Ahmed, I mean, three-play, 73-yard drive to start the game? I mean, just, like, first play of the game, just Kenneth Walker, three rockets up his ass down the sideline, almost goes for a 73-yard touchdown on the first play, mm-hmm. then runs for a few yards, and then they throw a touchdown pass. And it was just like the onslaught started from there. And, you know, the defense, yeah, they were harassing Mike White. He was a little off. Uh, and um, he throws another – he throws his first in the interception – or missed a big throw through in the interception, and the Hawks got up like 17-3, and you kind of felt like, uh-oh, that's, that's trouble for – for the, the New York Jets, who aren't playing great defense. And, yeah, the offense is certainly wasn't a well-oiled machine here down the stretch. How good do you feel for Geno Smith? Got oh. the revenge game, team he played for for four years, drafted by. Love it. Knocks him out of the playoffs. Love it. Like, I mean, just that's where football is great. It's just karma is a bitch in football. It always comes back somehow, some way, if you can hang around long enough. Great for him. Like, really. I, I couldn't be happier for – this is a guy, like, I don't really know. I know vicariously through my dad and my brother. So, like I've told you before, I root for him because I know how much my brother liked him, mm. how much my dad thought he had real big-time talent, his work ethic, like all those things. So, I was always a fan of Gino just because of what they would tell me. Uh, so, that was a, a great moment. I'm, I'm very happy for him. And way to go, Seattle Seahawks. So, now the Jets are done. They were 7-4. and four. Right. Now, that can be – we're going to talk about another quarterback decision that certainly deserves to be dissected by a fan base and everything. They lost five straight. Yeah. A lot of the blame was going on. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Who some people said was the best quarterback in that draft class. <laughs> uh, has not looked like it so far this year. But Mike no. White did not look any better. In fact, uh, maybe worse in the game. A couple interceptions. But – it was all on his shoulders. He threw the ball 46 times. Yeah, they couldn't run the ball. They got into a game that was not conducive to the way they want to play. 
and you know, and, and not and, and and very conducive to Seattle. I was like, yeah, great, we can fly around in disguise and do all these crazy blitzes, and this guy blitzes and this drops out. I and mean, that's what Seattle wants to do. They don't want to be against the 49ers going, oh, we got to worry about pulling guards and our D line's not that good. And now we have to, you know, take chances and ruin our pass coverage because we can't stop the run. So those are those issues. But hey, my problem with the Jets is this they just, the, 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 you know, still a lot of positives. Just like you said with Seattle, no matter what, we did not expect these results from the New York Jets. So we have to remember that. But to me, the downfall of the year. There's no doubt about it that the team, the head coach, the organization made it about one guy when there was more problems than one guy on the football team. And that to me. And then they propped up a one guy to make him look like he was the savior. And so I, that to me, you took away from the team. That, that would be my big conversation. You made it about one person and then one person was going to save the day even though, okay, wait, we're 5-2 and two with a guy and – we played a great defense up in New England, and we lost because they returned a punt for a touchdown. We're going to make it all about one guy and flip around the whole season, flip around the culture we have in the locker room, flip around the way the media talks to us, and now that's going to be a distraction. And that, to me, would be the part we dissect. That's where it did not make sense to me. And, yes, as we saw, other than the Bears game, what? The, okay, Mike White was better than Zach Wilson. I, I got that. I got it. But it wasn't so much, though, that I think you'd throw out the future plans of your organization. I mean, they still had big-time problems finding the end zone with Mike White at quarterback. Big time. I mean, they were a field goal fest team with him. So that's where I just – I'll never understand that. And I'm to your point where, you know, if we gave up on quarterbacks after year two, man, well, you there'd be a whole bunch of Hall of Famers we'd never fucking know about, right? I know we're in the – we want to know how good he is right now. Yes, I'm in the basement on Twitter, and I got to know if he's the franchise. I'm a plumber. People tweet from every floor, I know. though. It's not well, just the basement. I like to just downgrade those people. And now, <laughs> and now they got to figure out where they are. Like, what, what's the future hold for the, the I, quarterback position? Gosh. Joe Douglas, I think I saw a quote somewhere where the GM yeah. said, uh, you know, they're not, they're not looking to trade Zach Wilson. You know, it's like, and at this point, like, if you're a Jets fan or in that organization, you're like, who is our future franchise quarterback? There could be some movement. We saw it last season with some of the veteran quarterbacks out there. I don't know that the New York Jets is that appealing of a place. Yeah, for... it's still good. The Derek Carrs, the Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world, no, that's they're going to sit there and go, wait, the Jets' O-line, if it's healthy, we can't forget about that. They lost their O-line, their health of their O-line, and they had some good offensive linemen there. Remember, early in the year, they were running the ball just about on everybody, right? So, you know, I think, it, and then the young receivers, there's some appealing things for a quarterback here. The thing that's going to be the big thing is the offensive coordinator and, and, and uh, Mike LaFleur is going to be under major scrutiny because you, you can't say it's the quarterback after what we've seen here. So sure. that, they're going to have to figure that out. Sure. And then, I, like, would you be shocked if Zach Wilson told the Jets, like, I don't want to be here anymore? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would almost tell him to do that. I almost feel like we're down a, a path of no return. The fan base doesn't even care. They've lost total reality. Yeah. And uh, – it's like even with these losses, like no one even says anything about Mike White up here. And like you turn on WFAN, it's like he still played a good game and everything was fine. Yeah. And there's not nearly the criticism. So it's weird. And I would expect him to go. I'm going to go lay on Jay Glazer what he said two weeks ago in the Sunday pregame or the Christmas Eve pregame. He said that Zach Wilson wouldn't be back. Hmm. And I, I would think he knows that from his agent. Somebody connected to Zach Wilson or whatever, and, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He needs to go somewhere, be a backup for 
a Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that and kind of regain his form of his career or go to the Rams with Matt Stafford if Baker Mayfield's not there, right? Sure. Something like that. Be in one of those situations to where, hey, wait, they're in the offensive values of big arm, and then I can kind of start to continue to polish my game and become a better quarterback. I, 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 w- I wouldn't mind seeing him do that. Zach Wilson for Trey Lance. Straight <laughs> up. Just, yeah, fix it for both teams right there. All right, so let's lay him to rest. Lay him to rest. The Jets oh, are done. Didn't let me think get that. to this. Hold Didn't on. Didn't think that after the 7-4 and four start, but they've lost five straight. And so now we lay them to rest. I'm not going to do this because we got two fan submiss- uh, submissions here that are way better than anything I could have done. They're a little harsher. Yeah. I, I get the feeling they're from disgruntled Jets fans right now. You think? Um, so uh, at, at our tags 39, right? Yes. That's our first one. And the other was submitted anonymously into our uh, into our podcast. So why don't you start the first one from Rob Taglia. Rob and Chris, Taglia. you have to read these. Yeah. Because they have. Yeah, they got some fucking F words. That's the way they should. <laughs> we're, in fucking, we're in fucking New York. All right. <laughs> hey, fucking forget about it. All right. All right. So here we go. Okay. This Jets team showed plenty of hustle. But along the way, ran out of muscle. Ooh. Once without Hall and Tucker, Zach, the young motherfucker, was a Wilson that played worse than Russell. <laughs> that was so good. Very well, saw that. Very yes. well. Very well done, well. Rob. Right. Well done, Rob. Right. We don't necessarily <laughs> condone everything in all of these. You know, we don't like calling people names. But no. If you submit it, right. we, will, we will read I'm it. just reading what you're and saying. Right. We're just these reading my words. Right? my words. Sue are at our tags, 39, yes. if there's a problem here. All right. All right. And an anonymous homie out there submitted this. This well. has to be somebody from within our NBC brethren, right? I want to say it's... Uh, here we go. Mike White was dubbed a hero, but he was predictably a zero. Ouch. But blame won't go to that turd Jeez. because their fans are so absurd. This fucking franchise is such a shit show. Oh, <laughs> I love man. It. That Jeez. was even better. I like that I one too. a lot. You know, I don't like calling anyone a turd, but, uh, but wow. it, it rhymed. And so you have to sometimes go with a rhyme. Well, I also like that you know this 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 unnamed source here took yeah. a shot at the fans. I That's like true. that too. Yeah, he's self-evaluating thyself, and he's yes. going, "Wait, I'm a part of an absurd fan base that's unrealistic at times." Should <laughs> be an interesting offseason for the yeah. Jets on what they do or don't do. They got a lot of good pieces position. to be excited about, right? I mean, their team. There's a lot to like. There really is. They just got to figure out that QB thing. All right, put a bow on this NFC wild card situation right now. That last seed, the final seed, the seventh and final seed in the playoffs, still up for grabs. Green Bay. Uh, Steve Kornacki did this for us on Football Night in America. It's great having Steve. He can do all the numbers stuff and make sense of it all. Uh, Green Bay win against the Detroit Lions. They are in the postseason. There's a 64% chance of that happening. Uh, Seattle can still get in. They got a 20% chance. They got a win against the Rams. They got to hope the Packers uh, lose and uh, the Lions can still uh, get in if all things break right. Gut feel. Chris, what's going to happen? Who is making the postseason in that seventh seed? I, I, I'm going to go with the Packers. I am. I, I just, you know, again, it's, it's. I just look at them and go at home, kind of got mojo going. Played pretty good defense against your Lions the first time around. Yeah. Right? Aaron Rodgers made some stupid mistakes. Stupid mistakes. The three bad interceptions. Like, bad, bad. Like, you don't see him do that. And he's still not on his A game, obviously, but he's certainly better. And... You know, the thing I said on Football Night in America last night, too, was that game last time you guys won, I think, 15-9, right? That next game was the start of the Christian Watson. Mm. 
experiment. And that's that's where they're a different team. And then like what you talked about earlier, their defense, the way they're playing. Yeah, I think if I'm going to pick one there, I'm, I'm going Green Bay. Still things to be decided in the AFC wild card as well. And for that, we fire up damn okay. Damn. I'm okay. Damn. I'm okay. Yeah, no, I mean, yes. I'm okay. The legal gambleizing. Oh, baby. I am Chris Sims. I'm okay. Damn. Okay. We're still sorting out. We're still, you may have heard, still trying to sort out the. I was. Well, the, yeah. The playoff we'll scenario. The it gets confusing. Yeah, right. It is. So I asked a dumb blonde question where I was like, wait, what happens if they all lose? <laughs> and I go, Detroit plays Green, Green Bay. Bay. And I was like, oh, that can't happen. They can't all lose. Although okay. Detroit could figure out a way. In a way they win, but they lose. I don't you know. You know your Lions. I do know my Lions. Uh, the Patriots do figure out ways to win, it seems like, each and every year, even when they look like garbage, especially on offense. Uh, it didn't matter because our damn okay goes to a guy on defense who scored some points for him, Kyle Duggar, with the pick six. I think we have the uh, next-gen dots for this play, which you also broke down on Football Night in America, I correct? Did. I did, yes. I just did. Gr- great play. They, really. were, they were down at the time, 14-10, right? right? And that right. gave them the lead and flipped the game. Flipped the game. It's a, it flipped the game in a lot of ways, too. I mean, Miami was kind of, yeah, in control, winning a field, bo- field goal position game, right? So it felt like things were there in, in their favor. But here we go. You know, the disguise, I think that, and, and Matt Casey, if we can maybe, like, if we can pause it right at the start just to kind of explain that, too. Because, you know, like we talked about with Green Bay, it's just, like, what, I'm, what I love with them is, yeah, it's not a great offense, but we're seeing a defense here as of late that's making a lot of plays on that side of the ball. And with this play, too, you know, I, I just want to hit on, like, a few things just that we kind of pointed out in Football Night America. First off, great disguise, right? They're a team that does do all-out blitz at times. So they made it kind of look like it was going to be an all-out blitz from that look right there. And Duggar was down there over the right guard like he was going to blitz. And then um, they drop here to where the corners go to safety. The, the guys that look like they're playing curl flat, they go to the actual flat to be the corners. And then Duggar, who looks like he's in a blitz, backs out, and he's the Tampa 2 middle linebacker, right, that Tony Dungy made so famous. And he just reads the quarterback's eyes, makes a great play on the ball, and hey, he's one of the best safeties in football. He is. It's just I think I feel like if the Patriots were a little bit of a sexier team, a hair more dominant, people would understand how good he is. We got some good safeties in the league right now, but he's certainly up there. I mean, their defense is just so opportunistic. And what is that now? That is, I had this somewhere. I think they have seven. I mean, defensive the Bengals, touchdowns the Raiders, the yeah. I mean, they've they've been making plays in almost every game here as of late. It's the most in franchise history. Yeah, they have seven defensive touchdowns this year, most by a team in the NFL since the Jaguars in 2017. So, despite all those offensive struggles, which they still had some in this game, like that offense is not going to they're not going to figure something out, are they? No, they're not. I think that's that's why I think we're we're hitting on this is just the fact that you know the. I think the Patriots defense is going to like we were they got to make a play or two like this every game. I think if the game is played status quo, they're not going to win it. If both teams play clean and oh, we both had no turnovers or we both had one turnovers, they're not going to win. But if their defense can give their offense the short field and then they're very good in special teams in that department too, 
yeah, they can be a pain in the butt. Um, and, and I think that's the way they're going to have to play right now. Yeah, they're definitely not good enough on offense to think they're going to consistently move the ball and play off defenses. They are 8-0 in games when they allow fewer than 20 points this season. They are 0-8 in games in which they allow 20 or more points this so season. They so that's says basically all, right? right there. And they did lose Jacoby Myers to a shoulder injury in yeah. this one. I don't know how serious that it is. It was the touchdown pass. It was the touchdown pass. They weren't pass. lined up right. Mac Jones basically got the ball and like, tossed it with two hands out there to get it out there quick. And he jumped up, and, man, he landed hard on his shoulder. And, and that looked like it was the play, at least, to me. Miami has lost five straight. Still have a playoff chance, as do the Patriots here. We'll get into all those scenarios here in a second. Yeah, Miami with all the mistakes. You know, whether it's that pick six, yep. there they are. Now they're down 16-14 after the pick six. They drive down. They're kind of on fringe field goal territory. Tyreek. Kind of, it's a, not a good throw. You like your big time receiver to catch it. You're certainly telling your quarterback in the meeting the next day, "Hey, you got to throw a better ball." But he kind of taps, hits the ball in the air, interception. And I felt like really from that point on, that that kind of was like, "See you later, Miami," and 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 New England kind of controlled things. And it just was too much with the third string quarterback for Miami to overcome. Well, exactly. I think the second time this year that Teddy Bridgewater has started a game, and then he has been replaced by Skylar Thompson. So you feel bad for Mike McDaniel. Yeah. You can't really plan for something like that. Although this is an offense that you'd think should be able to function kind of like Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. With... They're just not good enough up front right. to kind of like make it happen as far as the traditional running game, right? That's where Shanahan had that ability to go, like, I got a rookie quarterback. I can't ask him to do everything right here. But the one thing we can still do is I can hand it off the middle and we can fuck people up and open up some holes. They're not quite like that. You know, they're... They're a, a solid running team, but as we've talked all year, they need some of the other stuff to work for their run game to kind of get going. Um, they're not dominant up front to where they can just go, we're going to line up and, and smash you that way. We'll see. They can still be a real big pain in the butt here week 18, even with Skylar Thompson. And his ability to run, I wouldn't be shocked if they infused a few quarterback design runs. They'd like him. He did great in the preseason, if you remember, and all that. Um, so yeah, we'll see. They're still dangerous. Uh, I don't know what it's going to mean for Teddy or Tua as far as the Week 18 health status. Yeah, they are still alive, though, the Dolphins. The Patriots are still alive. Yeah. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are still alive. They never die. As well, thank God we did not do that foot kiss bet again. Like, we jokingly said we'll do it because there's no chance it's going to happen two years in a row. Seriously. And here they are. Seriously. So we're going to give the damn okay to Kenny Pickett for sure, but also Matt made sure to to throw Mike Tomlin in there. Got to. Way to go, Matty. Keeping it all together. Once I mean, talk about, like, a cool guy. Like, I would love to play for Mike Tomlin. And uh, the fact that they just get it done – Every year. I mean, that's, that speaks a lot to the franchise, but it speaks a lot to Mike Tomlin because it seemed improbable at times. I, I agreed. It, 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 it seemed improbable two years in a row. It seemed improbable, like, before Sunday started. I, it's, well, yeah, it's just like, can you really out-hit, it, out-hit teams and, you know, make a few turnovers and play ugly on offense and, like, put together and string together a bunch of wins to get in the playoffs? And they do because of him. It, it's he knows how to manage football games, you know. His players love the the fight the fight and the battle because he does, and yeah, I don't think you know you can, you know, take or what do I want to say? You just you got to give a lot of credit in that department. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I mean, there's some things about this game. First off, too, I mean, first and goal at the what the two they jump off sides. They have to get a field goal. They missed the field goal. There was something else that happened in the game, too, where you went, 
you know, hey, when you're trying to win games 16 to 13, you can't make those type of mistakes. Yeah, the personal foul with Cam Hayward. Oh, that's at the it. End of, you the man. Thank yeah. you. Right. That was they're gonna the field goal. Right. It's a field goal. But now you give them the personal foul and they go down and score a touchdown because they get first down. It was going to be fourth and six, I believe, or something like that. Right. And they're going to kick a field goal yeah. and go into halftime. You know, up six to three, and instead Cam Hayward does. So those are mistakes where I was sitting there going, I don't know if they can overcome that. You know. A little bit like the first game where I felt like they outplayed Baltimore, but they threw two or three interceptions, and I just went, you know, it's hard when you're winning. Like Baltimore and Steelers, the way they play right now, there's not a lot of wiggle room for mistakes. But damn, do they hang in there. And damn, would you – I would have kissed, like, feet all over the office if you told me what that the, the Steelers were going to run for 198 yards on the Baltimore Ravens. Like, never would have fucking thought that happened. So that was a shocker. And then the clutch drive by Kenny Pickett. Like, just wow across the board. Like, wow. So we have the play yeah. for Kenny Pickett to our uh, viewing audience on Peacock and YouTube. Um, yeah, he had to scramble out of the pocket right away. Right. You mentioned on the Peacock show with Catherine Tappen after it. You're like, and, and Chris Collinsworth did too. It's like, if this is Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, we're like, this is a great play. And I think we kind of are. I think yeah. we appreciate how yeah. good this play was. But, but what made this play special to you? Well, I, I think, one, just the, the gravity of the moment. It's third and eight, right? I think he makes a mistake and didn't need to leave the pocket. He well, honestly caused himself more problems. I there. was going to say that, too. He could have stepped up. He Definitely. actually made it. was his wrong instinct to go to the left. It's one of his flaws of his game right now. He's a little too quick to leave the pocket at times where you just go, no, hey, man, stay in there. You're a good thrower. You know, you know how to make decisions. Work the pocket a little bit. But he'll, he'll get that. But it's just the one being pulled by JPP, kind of off balance. He pulls my shoulder and the jersey there. And then to kind of regain himself and then have enough body control to put the ball in a very – it is a difficult throw. I mean, there's no room for error in that throw. And put it right on the money to Najee Harris, I think that's, that's just – that's where. And, yeah, you know, again, his arm is not wowing and – you know, when you see Allen and, and Mahomes do that, you know, they have a flair about that. They would have thrown it sidearm or something like that to where you just go, oh, that looks cool. He does it kind of more by the book, so we don't, like, think it looks as sexy and cool. But, yeah, that was a big-time play. And a, and a few other big-time throws on the drive, too, to get him down there. Yeah, if you told me, though, he can be better than a guy like, I don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Do you think that's possible? I think that's fair. I think that's and totally Jimmy Garoppolo, fair. obviously, yeah. you, can, you can win with a guy like exactly that. Exactly right. You're exactly right. Would you, would you tell me if he could be better than maybe a Kirk Cousins, right? You know, and I, I don't know. Maybe, that, maybe Steelers fans don't want to hear that. Or I don't, I, but, yes, I think he can. And I think Kirk Cousins is a lot better than the public realizes. That, that's so I'm saying it in a positive way here. Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to be a top-five quarterback in football, but top ten, surgical, pick you apart. like Extend plays. Extend plays. Got a little, like the guy we talked about in the draft process, got a little Matt Hasselback to him, who, again, I think Matt Hasselback is like one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the history of football. Uh, yes, and you can, again, Matt Hasselback, he should have won a Super Bowl against the Steelers. I say, just, his team failed him. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're right on track with, with what you're saying there. He's got more talent than a Jimmy Garoppolo. We have another tweet here. I have no idea what this is, actually. Yeah. JZM the third says, Jay-Z? I need to see this. 
uh, image on the screen for the next pod, please and thank you. I guess we, I guess we have it. I don't know what that image is. All uh, right. Matt oh, says stand, stand by. by. Here we go. Stand I like by. this. Oh. Dra- building drama here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to read what this uh, tweet says here? Uh, you don't like this one, huh? <laughs> it's a tweet of Kenny Pickett that uh, says, tiny hands, big balls. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that's yeah. great. That's not something they evaluated at the Combine. So we, we did no it. At JZM underscore three. <laughs> we did show we it. We did it. And did, we wait, did that say he was 6'9", whatever? What did that just say up there? Did that give his... Wait, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a he's a big meathead, and he appreciated that. I like that. Oh, Jay Z is six nine. It said it's six nine two something. He put his oh two sixty nine. Yeah, okay. Big dude, big dude, big yeah. dude. We got your don't tweet. mess with him. Uh, we're not gonna we're gonna put. We, he says get a tweet on there. We're gonna we put, put a tweet on. We're there. gonna put that tweet right. on. We're gonna there. tell. We're gonna tell. If you didn't, we're gonna tell you where Pete <laughs> lives, and you can go deal that deal with him. So here's the AFC wild card picture now for that final final seed. So New England clearest path in. All they got to do is beat the Buffalo Bills, who might have something to play for the final week, so we'll have to wait and see on that. If they do that, they're in. Miami needs to win versus the Jets, and they need the Patriots to lose. And the Steelers need to beat the Browns, and they need New England to lose, and they need Miami to lose. So gut feeling with the license to change your mind when you do the picks pod. Yeah. Who do you think gets in here? All right, so first thing is, here's the craziest thing. I really think they could all lose this weekend. That's really what I, I really think there's a good chance of that. I mean, again, the 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 Dolphins possibly with a third string quarterback, right? Yeah. Jets are going to want to finish strong. The Bills, you know, I guess tonight Monday Night Football against the Bengals maybe determines a little bit, but from the way it stands and looks right now, they're going to have something to play for next week. The I don't think the Patriots are going to beat them. The Bills have something to play for. All right, then we get into Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I mean, Pittsburgh's going to be in a close game against anybody they play in football, right? So, so what? Nick Chubb breaks a run, and Deshaun Watson makes a big play, and they win some. Like, was that crazy to think that could happen? No, right? Not at all. Right. So that's where I just like it's and and if that happened, and let's just say Tennessee beat Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville would go to the seventh seed, which is crazy. Jacksonville can still get in. They can. Right. Right. Yeah, so if they lose, so that probably would be the scenario. That would be but I'm not going to choose that one. I'm going to choose Jacksonville to beat Tennessee. And I think yeah, I'm going to take that Miami loses, New England loses, and I think Pittsburgh will wow. win a close game against the, <laughs> wow. the Cleveland Browns. Wow. I know. I think it's like last happen. year. All right. And it's, then they go to the postseason and get beat by maybe 35. Well, it could it could happen. I mean, that, that's you're right. I mean, they they need they're going to need their defense and their run game and all that to you know defense cause a turnover, run game eat up clock. That's the way they're going to have to play. But would it be shocking if every if all of them lost? I don't think it would be. No, that shocking, I agree with right? you. I you know? agree with you. That's if, okay. If Jacksonville, and I just got to get this straight here. I'm still working things out in my mind here. If Jacksonville wins. And then Pittsburgh, New England, and Miami all lose. Probably New, New England. England still gets in, uh, yes, right? Yes. Okay, Matt Casey's saying yes too. All right, I just want to make sure. All right, cool. So, but I'll, I'm going to take Pittsburgh getting in right now. Okay, yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin still has never had a losing season. If they win, that streak continues. At least get a tie. I hope they at least get a tie. Yeah, so seriously. that he doesn't get that this losing season. Damn seventeenth game. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. 
Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Let's take a look at the top of the NFC now. So those are the those are the teams that could basically maybe get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the teams that are going to get the one seed? Because that's still up for debate here. The Eagles lost. We'll get to them here in a second. The 49ers in one of the most entertaining games of yesterday go to overtime against the rivals, the Raiders, win by three. Um, I guess the biggest question of this one is that uh, congratulations to the 49ers. The offense, Christian McCaffrey was awesome, carried him in a lot of ways. But how did the defense from the 49ers get diced up like that against Jarrett Stidham, of all people, making his first start for the Raiders? Right. I mean, you haven't looked at the tape. This game was happening while you were getting ready for football night in America. I got a feel, though. I got a good feel. What happened? Well, you know, one, uh, as we always talk about, matchups are, are key a little bit. It's a... Raiders offense that can do a little bit of both, all right, as far as run the ball. You heard – you see what Nick Bosa said? Nick Bosa said that Josh Jacobs is the best running back he's ever seen in his life. Whoa. Yeah, that's what he said after the game. He says the best running back he's played in his NFL career. He goes, he's a beast. So that was, that was pretty unbelievable. I know that's a staff out there that believes in Jared Stidham, right? So the, he knows the offense. You know, I think he was always kind of on the radar for McDaniels and Mick Lombardi to be a starting quarterback up in the New England Patriots. So – you know, there's belief in him, right? And then here's the big thing, I think, more than anything. It's just the 49ers are not overly creative on the defensive side of the ball. You know, they're they're a little bit of a, hey, we're really good. This is what we do, right? Every game, they might have a little curveball here and there. It's not so predictable. It's not like Seattle 3 all the time, but this is still rooted in Seattle 3 in a lot of ways. They're more of a quarters team, and they have cool ways to do it. But, like, just as we talk about with Kyle Shanahan, McDaniel's the same way. If you play the same defense a little too much, you're just crazy to think a guy like Josh McDaniels isn't going to figure out, oh, wait, they like to do three-on-two here when we have two receivers stacked up? Well, I'll find a way to kind of expose that three-on-two, right? And that's what I saw. I thought I saw a lot of plays from the Miami game and the Chiefs game that they went, wait, they had good ways to – kind of expose their little zone coverages they do. New, San Francisco loves to kind of two-on-one, three-on-two, four-on-three. Does that make sense if sure. I'm explaining it the right way? That's yeah. kind of what they do in their coverages. And you got to be creative in how you kind of work your route combinations to kind of spread them out at times. And I saw a lot of that. And that's where I think they kind of had their way, let alone, as we've always talked about with the 49ers, one thing teams don't do is a lot of the times with that quarters, it's like man-to-man outside, right? Remember last year I was going, you throw it outside in the Niners, you can do that. Their corners aren't that good. 
their corners are better this year, but they still give you those. So they took some shots down the field and did that as well on the outside and threw the ball outside the numbers. And that would kind of be my assessment overall. Neil Moe 2010 asks you, well, he, first of all, he gives a damn okay to Josh McDaniels. Yeah. He goes, even though they lost, there were people wide open all night. Chris, exactly. was Derek Carr missing people that were open? And is that why he got benched? Definitely. A hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you've heard us allude to it a little bit, that he's still getting a hold of the offense, that he was hanging on first reads a little too long. But I'd have a hard time thinking that group up there would make that move, not not knowing the offensive players, Devontae Adams included, were behind it and, and supported it. And from what I've heard out there, yeah, I don't think this was like a uh, – Uh, I think they were all shocked by Derek Carr for sure that he got, you know, this, this whole thing happened this way, but I think they understood his play had not been up to capabilities and that it was, it's $30 million a year and you're losing a lot of games, you know, the last drive or two at the end of the football game. And, you know, I think between the way the Steelers game ended, the Rams, he left a lot of plays in the second half open. Devontae Adams and company. Yeah, I think that was a big reason uh, Derek Carr is not there anymore. Let alone, again, I think this went into it of like, wait, is he really my franchise quarterback? We're going to kind of evaluate it. I think they got to a point and went, wait, it's not. He's not our guy. You know, it's just it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to go on to the next phase, and they felt like the timing was right. And I think our, that question is, is you, true. You think Stidham's the guy then going forward? I don't know. I think he's going to – I don't think he'll be the guy. He'll be there. Could I see them you – know, I, I think there's going to be a lot of options to be had. Hmm. You know, like, again, the Baker Mayfield conversation, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, the, those type of guys to where that, the draft itself, you know, I think they'll have a few different ways to attack this. I'll be interested to see what they do. I don't know. I don't have a feel. I do know, as I always said, like the year of COVID, Jared Stidham was going to be – the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots, and they felt fine about that. And then Cam came in, Cam's leadership, his persona, everything just took over the franchise, and he was the leader of the team like the second week he was there, and he was a starting quarterback, and that was it. And Stidham, I think, you know, didn't put up the fight they wanted to in that department. Um, So there's been inklings that they like this guy is what I'm trying to say. I don't know if he's the guy yeah. in the future, though. Plenty of things to talk about in the offseason right. for a team that, An now, showing. that now has been eliminated from postseason It doesn't seem contention. right that they play that kind of game and now you just dig it That's true, hole, right? right? I yeah. know. Right. Uh, they played some exciting games out they there did. for sure. No doubt. Uh, so it's time to lay them to rest. Kristen, we have another requiem for a team. Here lie the Las Vegas Raiders. Things between Josh and the fan base are tense. They think his coaching and play calling was dense. Hey, maybe Bill brings him back to the hood, and maybe he could get a job calling the defense. That is how they do things over there. Just switch things around a little bit. He probably could do it. He probably could do defense as well as Matt Patricia's calling offense well, over there. I, I, I actually, I, 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 yeah. I mean, well, you've always heard me say this about Josh McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan, you know, Andy Reid, Sean Payton, those kind of guys, they, they could coach the defensive side. I'm not saying they would be real good at it, sure. but they're good enough to go, wait, no, you got to fit here and this coverage, you got to do it. Like, yeah, they could do that, those kind of guys. That's why they're great offensive play callers. But, uh, yeah, I, that's why I want everybody to be patient with this regime out there. 
Again, I know I'm biased, and I know Josh McDaniels, and I worked for him and played for him and all that, but I'm, I'm only biased because I've seen great. I've seen great. Yeah. I I've, I've was told things and learned things from him that I did not learn from other people who everybody tells me are great. So that, that and, and, and so I just, this is a complex offense. They got to get the team to where the players that they like that fit their scheme. Again, it's Seattle three. It's John Gruden, West Coast guys. It's not what they really want. So let this play out, and uh, we'll see where it goes. I'd be shocked if they don't. They do a lot of positive things, and and happy Bur- uh, New Year to at Neil Mo twenty ten. Oh I yeah, I didn't he say did happy say Happy New Year, New Year right. to the homies there, yeah. Neil Mo. Happy New, Year. and it could be his birthday too. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know too. when your birthday is. Tweet us in. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could be both. Uh, 49ers have won nine in a row, yep. longest win streak since 97. They can clinch the one seed with another win and an Eagles loss, which is, which is insane that the Eagles are in this situation because they were rolling towards that one seed, then Jalen Hurts get, gets hurt, yep. and they lose again to the Saints. 2010 was the final score. Um, you made waves a couple weeks ago, and you yep. said that they would not be that much worse with Gardner Minshew playing quarterback because the team was so good around him. And guess what? We saw against the Dallas Cowboys in a very good defense, they weren't that much worse. Right. They put up, what, 30-some points, and not all of them were offensive points. No, but, no. Um, I mean, two but, running back fumbles and, and, you know, hey, two interceptions, and one of them was in just an incredible play where you could easily blame the receiver and go, but you can't let the DB take that from you there. I mean, so – Yes, but no, no, now I'm back to an idiot. Well, now you're back to an idiot. Well, there you go. We dismissed that last week's game because they did lose, in fact, uh, to the Cowboys. And then they, the offense did not look good. No. And Gardner did not, they didn't get anything going until that long, I believe, touchdown pass to A.J. Brown at the end of the third quarter. Yes. Could um, get nothing going. What happened? I mean, they're without Lane Johnson, too. I think that yeah, has to be mentioned. Definitely. It, you know, I, I think. One couldn't stay on the field early on in the game, never really got rhythm or a drive or anything going. So that seemed to be an issue. You know, I did feel like, again, they kind of fell in the trap of being a little pass-happy early on in the football game. And this is the Saints defense has kind of been on fire lately. I mean, I, I didn't know if they would be able to do this. Obviously, I didn't. I didn't think they would be able to do this against this Philadelphia football team. But you know, I'm, I'm, I am interested to kind of see what they did on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, the Eagles – Defense wasn't bad. They had the one long drive. I, you know, I really looked at this as, yeah, it was more of an offensive issue. And I think that's where you do see, you know, again, I, Jalen Hurts and his value to the team. In a game like this, hey, things are real tough. They got some answers for some of the things we like to do. That's where his quarterback design runs and his stuff make it really hard on a defense with a great game plan or his ability to scramble and do that as well. So, um you know, Andy Dalton played good. They made some big plays early. He hit the, you know, Shahid, uh, Rashid Shahid for a big play that set him up for a field goal. They had the, what, the 15-play, the 75-yard drive to get the first touchdown. Uh, it just kind of seemed slow death by the Eagles defense and an offense that just could not, you know, get things going on a consistent basis. There was a questionable call in the game. It was yeah. a 28-yard touchdown by Kenneth Gainwell. It was called back because of a holding oh, by Landon it, it, Dickerson. Pitiful call domination it's, it's it's again it's where a referee's got to stop just seeing things out of the corner of their eyes and go wait he's on the ground he must have been held no landon Dick- dickerson's a fucking awesome guard he puts a lot of people on the ground he dominated the guy pancaked him but the referee saw the guy falling down with his arms flailing and he called holding so that was a bs moment for sure um but uh yeah that, that was a, a little shocking i just felt like 
even the Eagles' energy wasn't right there yesterday. Mm. It just And again, I, I know I'm watching other games and all that, but it didn't seem like they were flying around the same way. They never really controlled the line of scrimmage on either side of the ball, which yeah. I was kind of surprised by. Well, they still racked up the sacks, yeah. which they have that done. Was, that was amazing. Um, they have now six or more sacks in five straight games. So and and they do it with multiple players. They do. So they still were able to get to the quarterback. They were. They were. I mean I mean it's it almost seemed like more than six sacks. I guess it was the slow death running I'm thinking of. Some of the third down conversions early on in the game to stay on the field. Mm-hmm. That's where I just was like a little surprised. You know, eight, 18 for 22 for 204. Those are not numbers. You that's not good defense. Yeah, you got some sacks, but it's telling you he was finding completions, and they were kind of moving the ball at five and eight yards at a time, and then the rushing numbers to add on to that. Yeah, this is they kind of did what the Eagles do to everybody else. I think that's what's surprising. And, you know, again, Jalen Hurts makes them better. I know that. And, like, fuck you, SportsCenter Instagram, for, like, putting it out again for, like, the third time in three weeks. Like, fuck off. Like, really, fuck off ESPN SportsCenter. Like, seriously. They didn't put it out that, that, that in my quote last week after the, the Cowboys game, but they're going to wait to the game yesterday. That's why I hate social media and fuck you, ESPN Sports Center, one more time on the way out. You wait till it's relevant. You can slam someone. You just, you just, I just don't, I just, let's wait fucking, for the right opportunity. Do they have, do they not make content in there anymore? I mean, damn, stop jocking me, ESPN. Holy well, in shit. the whole, in the whole context, I, I feel like people Give think me you went out. your check. Like this was in the MVP debate right. context. Like who is most Invite valuable? Invite me to on Sports Center and let's have a fucking <laughs> conversation. If yeah. you want to really get into this sports wow. center, invite think- me on ESPN, you scared little babies. There you go. Wow. They're scared. They don't want any piece of me. And babies. Yeah. Yeah, that's a low blow. I'm, I'm do you think he'll be serious. on there now? Matt, no. you think he'll chicken think- out in a heartbeat? But you call them a baby. No, I'm just calling them the people that run their stuff over there. Not None of their on air personality. I like a yeah, lot of them. This is not personal. This is. It is personal to their social media <laughs> handler there, and that's the bullshit. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, we'll see. A head-to-head with you versus their social media manager. Right, and anybody else on SportsCenter. I want them all. Lock me in a room with them. I'll take them. Uh, Hurts may be back for Week 18. We don't know. It seems like he's kind of close. Gosh, they need it. They need him. Right. It's a totally different totally different offense, the way they can run their well, offense, Well, it just right? it gets elite defenses, too. You know, not only they need them from this standpoint, too. They can't go into, even if they win this week in the number one seed, I just would hate to go, man, our starting quarterback hasn't played football in five weeks, and here we are playing, you know, blah, 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 team in the divisional round. Or he's only got one game under his belt, and now we're going to play the 49ers. That's just where I'd want to get him out there a little bit. Not if you were like, whoa, he's still really banged up. But if he's like 90, 95% or above, I think I would get him out there for a few drives nonetheless. Hmm. I I would be scared to to go that long without him playing real football. So we will see. But one thing we do know for sure – is even with the win, the New Orleans Saints will not be in the playoffs. They are they're eliminated dead. officially. They're dead. And so we lay them to rest right now. Uh, Kristen, we have the Requiem for a Team music for the New Orleans Saints. There it is. It's going to be a number one hit after this whole podcast. Putting the fluid so <laughs> de Lee to bed. Yes. Here lie the New Orleans Saints. It's a team that could never break through leaving Saints Nation feeling quite blue. But what's most out of whack is their best option at quarterback just took a job coaching Purdue. <laughs> he, might, he might still be their best option uh, at quarterback, you're funny. unfortunately. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do. They're definitely going to be in the quarterback conversation next year, too, for sure. You know, that's where you think about 
you know, draft Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, some of these other guys that are out there. Uh, it'll be interesting. Sam Darnold, he's probably injected him into that himself into that conversation once sure. again. Taysom yeah. Hill. Taysom Hill. Yeah. I, I think, think that, that, that ship has sailed. I think it has sailed. Yeah. Yeah. Matt goes Mike White. Maybe who's his <laughs> next team going to be? Uh, cause turmoil inside uh, another franchise in the NFL. All right. Let's move on to the NFC clinchers now. So we've got the teams that are on the cusp yeah. of clinching. We got some one seeds, but now we go to the teams that made a statement on Sunday, and it was Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going against your Carolina Panthers, who you picked to win this game, who I thought they were going to win too. And quite honestly, I was at home, and I was rooting for the Carolina Panthers to win this game because I was like, that's kind of a cool story. Steve Wilkes Wilkes turned it around, a team that does it a little differently, running the football. Sam Darnold, fresh beginnings for him. No doubt. And they had that lead, and he was making some big plays with his arm. He was. But then it was Tom Brady. Who's like, no, I've had enough of this. I've had enough. Don't of you this. remember me from the AFC East days? I run. I'm <laughs> I still, run you. <laughs> I'm still the star here. And he hooked up with uh, Mike Evans for three long touchdowns, two really long touchdowns. The last one was 30 yards, I think. Yeah. Um, I, how impressed were you that like when they needed those big plays, they have not had them all season long. It's been an issue. I mean, I kind of had fun with it last night on our PK, uh, Peacock postgame show mm-hmm. where I was just like. Happy New Year. Fuck, you guys couldn't connect the whole year. It turned 2023, and now all of a sudden you're unstoppable. I, it was, it was, you know, was kind of hilarious and phenomenal all at the same time. Uh, it's, it's been a big part of their offense. It's been an issue this year. Uh, a lot of people in Tampa, why is that connection not happening this year? What's going on with Mike Evans? All of that. You know, and, hey, both of them are yeah, – Evans has got a little older. Brady got a little older, sure. But, man, as you can see, Brady can still push the ball down the field. And, like, yes, we're sitting there at 21-10, to 10, and it feels like Carolina's got total control of the game and total control of the game to your point where, like, Tampa, they were going to not let the run game dominate them. They yeah. were going to make Sam Darnold, to what you were saying, beat them, and he was kind of taking advantage of those opportunities other than one strip sack, or strip sack fumble he had earlier in the game. But other than that, he was playing good ball, and I'm going, man, 21-10? to 10? Wow, okay, well, this, this is going to be trouble. And I don't know, what was that first one? Like the fourth play of the drive for the long touchdown? And you were just like, wow, okay, here they come. And uh, it wasn't long after that that you just felt like, damn, I, oh, gosh, oh, oh no, it's 21-17 or 16. And then you were like, oh, no, they got the ball back already. Can Carolina hang on here? You know, Because I was like you. I was kind of rooting for Carolina as well. The story itself I think is pretty cool. And I'm not going to lie. I'm, you know, I get a little Brady fatigue every now and then. Sure. So I was rooting for Carolina. And who knows? Sam Darnold could be the quarterback of the future now for the Carolina Panthers. He's just 25 years old. He is the same age as Stenson Bennett, the quarterback of Georgia, who is taking them to a national championship. Uh, that really again, is. That's that? amazing. It is. <laughs> um, but uh, we talked about it on Wednesday's pod. I think a homie questioned in. He's like, what's more likely, that Carolina runs for over 200 yards or fewer than 50? And you go, they're, they're, Tampa's not going to hold them to 50 yards. Well, they did not. You were right on that. But 74 yards in the game Win. was quite impressive. Win. And Vita Vea played. I don't know how exactly they did it, but they figured it out. They did. It looked like it was a lot of people at the line of scrimmage. It looked like they were willing to take some chances and pass coverage and yeah. go, wait, if, you, if DJ Moore beats us deep, which he did a little bit early on, and they made some plays like that. But I think overall, yeah. Just, you know, not an explosive enough passing offense. And the and thing we've hit on with Tampa, they're healthy. They're, they're a pain in the butt still on the defensive side of the ball. We can't write them off in that department. Uh, so there's something to be said there. And then as we've been reminded a few times over the last month, if just you let them hang around 
he he's defenses get tired late. They start to get conservative. And that's where Brady seems to strike, and uh, he still is as clutch as it gets. Here's the passing chart if you're watching on YouTube or Peacock. Uh, he basically took four attempts deep down the field, three on it. the right sideline, yeah. connected on all three to Mike Evans. Well, that's where it's like I want to criticize Carolina for going, why would you leave them one-on-one? But this is why. Because yeah, the numbers, the way they play show they were trying to stop the five- and eight-yard completions because that's where Brady lives kind of right now. So they were playing those type of, like, hey, let's stop this crosser and this guy crossing. So they had people there. But unfortunately, that left, you know, C.J. Henderson one-on-one with Mike Evans a few times, and he made them pay. Uh, and, man, if they get that connection going, that defense playing, uh, they will be a pain in the butt. I didn't believe they could actually be a pain in the butt. But now Brady throwing bombs like that and hit them. I didn't even care about the clutch drive against the Saints or the Cardinals. They weren't even that impressive to me. That was more impressive to me yesterday to go, uh-oh, now they might have some mojo in the explosive, the explosive pass game category, sure. and that's where they, they can be a, a handful. It still almost blew up, though, and it was saved by the punter, Isn't Jake Camarda, the rookie punter. That's uh, crazy. Was a fourth-round draft pick, uh, low snap. You've probably seen the play. Bobbled it. Was still able to, like, Todd Ball said it was the most athletic play that he has ever seen from a punter in his life. It's pretty good. I, I just To be running left and then kick it with your right leg, mm-hmm. With like somebody reaching out and kind of grabbing you, uh, it was pretty amazing. It was I got up when it happened because like nobody was really watching the game anymore. They kind of got into like they're gonna you know punt and the game's yeah. over, right? Yeah. And I don't know why I was kind of focusing in on the punt, uh-huh. and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Holy, like, because I'm thinking he's going to get tackled right there, and they're going to have 35 seconds from, like, the 40-yard line to go score and win the game. Sources from inside the room say you were yelping. I was well, yelping. I was going, I was. was, I was like, oh. And then and then he got, and I was like, what the, f-? you know, I started yeah. going, how do you let him outside? How do you let you know, yeah. So I did all that. But, uh, yeah, that was one of those get-out-of-your-seat type of moments there. The punt didn't count because there were some people downfield, but the fact that he got it out there was like then you accept the, the penalty exactly and then you right. make him repunt it. Exactly right. Uh, saved the game for them. And now Tampa's in the playoffs, so you know what they're you know what they're singing now in the postseason tournament bracket. Bowls in this house. There's Todd Bowls in this house. There's Todd Bowls in this house. A certified freak. You know, seven days a week, Todd Bowles has got the Buccaneers back in the postseason. <laughs> so their song is positive. Uh, for the Carolina Panthers, unfortunately, we have to fire up the music one more time one on more this time. podcast as we lay one more team to rest. And they are the Carolina Panthers. Here lie the Carolina Panthers. They had a running game that was full steam ahead, but every other stat was deep in the red. They were knocking on playoffs door, all ruined by DJ Moore when he took that dang helmet off of his head. Why did he do that? Isn't that crazy. Atlanta Falcons, remember the end of the game? Yes. And they miss the extra point, go to overtime, lose in overtime. They 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 I mean they're they got a lot of positives. There's a there's talent on the team, right? You know, the, the, that's for sure. And I think you know the future is still still bright there. Yeah, they're going to look back at this year and go, "Man, we messed up some opportunities." Whether it was that um there's another game. I was uh, the Ravens game was certainly there to be had at one point. And, of course, yesterday was as well. But uh, I, I like the direction they're going. Now they just got to figure out quarterback and head coach. And I certainly wouldn't be mad to see, you know, Wilkes as the, the guy they bring back. I really wouldn't. I think he did a really good job. Uh, I think he got an unfair shake the first time with Arizona. And if he can maybe get 
what he wants on the offensive side of the ball and how he sees it. I don't know. They're a team that, you know, you saw me last year. I thought they were last year's Jacksonville team, mm-hmm. right? That's what I thought. You know, it didn't quite work out. Maybe the coaching was a big part of that, and this guy kind of got things uh, going in the right way. Maybe one day they'll get into the postseason like a team. Like the New York football giants oh, in the postseason man. for the first time since 2016. They're locked woo, in woo, woo, woo. to the number six seed. This was a shellacking against Jeff Saturday. Shellacking. And the Colts, we don't mess 10. around. You come up here to well, fucking New York. We yeah. send you back to Indianapolis. Well, it was the first time they won by double digits this season. <laughs> oh, don't, so don't, don't rain they, on my parade. They, they do mess around <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, but, yeah, an emphatic way to get to the postseason. Brian Dayball. Finally got to acknowledge it. And then Daniel Jones, what was it? He gave the team two days off? He gave him two days off. He could, he said victory Monday on it. He victory Monday, the coach. I love it. And Dayball's like, well, uh, I, I can't guess. do anything there, right? The team was already too excited, and, hey, they're playing for nothing. This is the week you give the team yeah. victory Monday. That's the way. That's what a quarterback does, though, right there. That's a big move. That's what a leader of a football team does. He recognizes, wait, this is the time where I can, you know, we need a day off. We've been grinding the whole year. We sewed it up. Let's show back up Wednesday. I'm sure he had some guys in the locker room like, hey, hey, ask Coach for Victory Monday. Ask Coach for Victory Monday. And he just went out there and said, Victory Monday. And Dave Ball was like, all right, fine, great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's awesome. I'm so happy for the Giants, Daniel Jones, uh, Saquon Barkley, two guys that are, you know, been through the, the, the crap years here in New York and, uh, that was awesome to see yesterday. Giant Stadium just seemed seemed alive. I wish I could have kind of focused on it singularly a little bit more to hear the stadium. Uh, NFL Research had this nugget on Daniel Jones. He joined Charlie Connerly in 1948 as the only players in Giants franchise history with two passing touchdowns and two rush touchdowns uh, in a game. And I was thinking that when I was watching it. I was like, man, that guy's like so Chris like Connerly out here. Charles, Charlie Connerly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Charlie. I called him Chris. I think it was Chris. His, his dad yeah. was Chris. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I called yeah. him. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what number Charlie Connerly wore as a quarterback of the New York football giants back in the day? I'm guessing 42, maybe. You fucking cheater. No way. Is that? He did. No way. Yeah. I just threw a random number Are out there. Are you serious? I had no idea. He did. He wore 42. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's an all time giant great. Yeah, all time giant great, certainly. And then uh, the Giants are, this is an old school team the way they play. You know, it's just well. There's something to that, though, right? right? Yeah. And I think you made a great point on like a similarity between Josh Allen and Daniel Jones. I mean, they're totally different quarterbacks, right? But you you think that Brian Dayball has like coached them similarly? I do. I I, I think he's like Josh Allen, year two, year three. Like, whoa, big horsey, rain in there. We don't need to throw that ball in there. We don't need to do that. You don't need to sit in the pocket there for 12 seconds. Like, let's get out, make a play, move, do something, and. What was that? That was the number one thing we talked about, right, with Daniel Jones the last few years. You know, just have a better feel of, like, hey, when to get out of Dodge, play backyard football a little bit. He's, like, a master at it now. Here we are. In week 18, he's like, oh, watch, you got to watch. I mean, teams are going, we got a game plan to keep Daniel Jones in the pocket. He's beating teams that way, let alone his run game. And then, you know, the defense still continues to amaze me. You know, they just find ways to be creative, aggressive, you know, cover holes, got little issues on the defensive personnel department. doesn't really matter. That's why Wink Martindale deserves, in my opinion, to be in the head coach conversation. He's one of those guys that's going to get forgotten about 
because their defense is in a top five or a top ten te- defense. And I'm going to go, well, what do you think that defense would be ranked if they didn't have Wink Martindale? Mm. That's what I want to tell people. What do you think it would be? And it's just it's they play the right way, as we've said. And yesterday was the usual formula. It was Daniel Jones' five-yard throw here, run here, another five-yard throw, a bootleg. Oh, he ran up the sideline. Oh, a bootleg. He threw the ball in the flat. And, you know, slowly but surely, they just kind of dominated the Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So they're the sixth seed. The Kansas City Chiefs have a chance to still be the number one seed. Um, they need some things to to go their way, I think. Right? They don't control that one. They don't control the it, no, because they they've lost to the that's Buffalo right, the and that's and right. Cincinnati. Right? Uh, almost lost to the Denver Broncos, who just uh, played their first game without uh, Nathaniel Hackett after the firing there. Yep. Uh, they do win by three. Uh, quick thoughts on this one. Is there anything that we learned or, or figured out about the Chiefs in this game? Another good performance by or the defense. Like uh, that, I think that's one of the positives you can look at. Okay. And another of where I just go, gosh, they're frustrating. I mean, he started off so good and on fire. I'm talking about Mahomes. Mm. It, it was another game of like, it, it's like, you know, what do I always say with him? I don't know, just bullshit or just coasting or like, you know, we're better than them and, you know, we'll do whatever we want and, oh, wait, we'll, we'll let them get close and then we'll step on the cap, bas- gas pedal again. But, I mean, he was amazing early. And I was going, oh, my gosh, he's on his game. They're going right down the field. You know, they were kind of controlling. He throws a stupid interception in the end zone uh, on a crossing route, tries to fit it in there. You know, Kadarius Tony fumbles a punt return. And then here you go. You're going, oh, my gosh, they're kind of in a, in a dogfight here, right? So then Mahomes missed. I, I wrote down, I was like, man, Mahomes has been awesome. And then that followed by, man, Mahomes is missing some big plays down the field in the pocket. It's, it's, it's the weirdest thing ever. I know you've heard me say this. The worst thing about Patrick Mahomes' game, in my opinion, is in rhythm, downfield passing in the pocket. Hmm. He's like the Sundance kid. Like, if you ask him to stand there and shoot and hit the bullseye, he's, like, not as good at that. But if you say, hey, now you can move and throw the ball from your knee and have your – and then it's all of a sudden he's like, oh, now I can hit the bullseye. It's like, I, don't, I know you've never seen that movie, so no, you're like, what no the fuck what are you talking about? about? Yeah, Sundance wasn't good when they just went <laughs> – but when he asked him to pull it out of the holster and boom, 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 and do that, he could hit anything like three times in a row, right? Sure. Like so, be athletic, right. kind of. Like That makes sense to me, though. He's like that more instead of like when it's, hey, I'm going to take five steps, and on the second hitch, I'm going to throw the post down the middle of the field. He's always a little off target He's there. not a robot. He's not a robot. He, he, but he can improve on that, that's for sure. And he, he left some plays on the field there from that department. Uh, yeah, we saw Denver show a little life, certainly. But, you know, Wilson mistake at the end of the game. 
Uh, I do like the Chiefs' defense and what they're doing there. But, yeah, that was an, uh, a not-motivated yeah. Chiefs' offensive ex- uh, performance. And two for nine on third downs, and just none of it was good. And like really. you mentioned about a week and a half ago, yeah. red flags on special teams as well. Here's Harrison Butker, another 100%. missed field goal here. Botched hold on an extra exactly point. Right. Bumbled a punt. Yep. So some things to clean up for the Kansas City Chiefs for sure. Who can clinch the one seed? It's written right here. I don't know why I didn't look at it. Well, with a win versus the Raiders and a Buffalo loss. Uh, so we move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have a chance to win the AFC South with a win Saturday night versus the Tennessee Titans. Whoever wins that game is the division winner. Uh, they had a nice warm-up game against the Texans. 31-3 to was the final score. It was actually a warm-up half because they rested most of their key starters for almost the entirety of the of the second half. Yeah. This is you missed the boat here. Why? I mean, this is maybe of all your predictions this year, this was your best one when you saw the Jaguars in person and you were like they're real. Like they're they're legit. A team that has not been legit for years and years and years who just beat the Houston Texans for the first time in yeah, I think six what, years, five yeah, years, something, something like that. Crazy. Like, wow, it's something really? stupid. I was like, Houston yeah. hasn't been You're good like, either. What? <laughs> you yeah. should have picked them to make the playoffs. I know. I know. I, I just you know, and then here, you know, down the stretch, I've been burning on them, I've been picking games here late because they burned me a few times. I was like, yeah. okay, I don't know, maybe they can't figure it out how to win. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, hopefully somebody made some money and did a futures bet on the Jacksonville Jaguars by listening to what I said there. I, I mean, like, I, I, I again, I, I think everybody's seeing kind of. What I saw in person or evaluating their roster and team through preseason is you're starting to see, like, there's not a whole lot. They got a lot of playmakers. They got a lot of difference-making sizzle type of guys. And they got the meat and potatoes to go with it. And it's a young team, as we discussed, when they were losing some of those games. You know, right now they've figured out how to win, and now they've gone into, wait, fuck winning. We got some mojo, and we think we can just play with anybody. They kind of had that going yesterday. It was like they outclassed them from the get-go. It just seemed like... ATN and the run game and just things were like I was turning over and go whoa there goes the Jacksonville guy flying in space whoa there's another guy and the game was over you know before we even got to settle in and watch it but they're dangerous they are a team they are one of those teams I do look at to go they could upset some things we'd like to see in divisional or AFC championship game weekend they can mess that formula totally. up right they're just I don't think there's a team in in the AFC that I look at that's going to go well they're going to outclass Jacksonville in this area or that area or that. No, they're going to feel good physically against anybody. It's just about, you know, youngness, first time in the playoffs, and can they manage their emotions and not make dumb mistakes and think, I got to make a play here in this moment and do that kind of stuff. Uh, because I, I, they'd be one of those teams that go, oh, man, we got to play these guys in the first round. Jeez, Trevor Lawrence and some of these studs they got all over the field. That'll be scary. Been a lot of good coaching performances this year. I think Doug Peterson certainly Holy up there shit. among the, the best. Yeah. Um, the, they would get a wild card still. We mentioned this before, but they can still get the wild card with a loss, but they got to hope for a Patriots, Dolphins, and Steelers loss, which you think is not that un improbable yeah, to get a, all three of those losses. I, I don't so. think it's crazy. I don't think no, it's crazy right? you know, When you lay it out there, you talk about it, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah that can happen. You're right. Uh, we'll see where it goes. We'll see. And Houston can clinch the number one pick in the draft oh, with yeah. a loss next week. Bryce Young could be going to Houston. Time now for Give Me the Headlines presented by Hyundai. Two more games. The battle for L.A., Chargers and Rams. Uh, the headline for this one is, and I'll start. You'll I'll give start. you a prompt. Okay, please. Right? We're a team. Whose house? Bolt's house. Whose house? Bolt's house. <laughs> People aren't going to get that. They're going to be like, that's not that funny. <laughs> yeah. But if you like, went to understand. a Rams game, yeah. 
Which it's all the PA announcer does is go whose house, and they go Rams house. They're very insecure about their dominance of LA. Yeah, or I guess in the fan base and well, area. Well, they might not even and have they Rams. Did the Raiders game a few weeks ago. Yeah. Remember when the Raiders were there? That yeah. was the thing you kept hearing in the background. So I feel like that chant might not go well for them because I feel like Raiders fans could be louder than Rams fans inside that building. Oh, yeah, so. they they uh, they were. I think they proved that a few <laughs> weeks Raiders ago. House? Yeah, we've seen the Niners take it over there. We've yeah. seen a few things for sure. So the the Chargers, it's kind of a tune-up game for them because yeah. they're already in. But, man, it looks like they got some things flying on all cylinders. And Matt was talking to you about it before the pod. Like, they're sneaky looking like a team who we know offensively they can put up some points. Mike Williams healthy. Eckler was good. But is that defense starting to round into I, shape for you? I think so. It's kind of like what we've, we've been saying. They're, they're, they've shown me some toughness here the last six or eight weeks that I wasn't sure was there. And now Joey Bosa's back there, mm-hmm. you know. O-line's getting healthy, running the ball a little bit like we saw. I think that can open up some more big play opportunities in the pass game. You know, early on, the Rams were kind of putting up a fight, and I went, oh, this game, like, you know, Rams, McVay, Baker, they're, they're going to do something here. But just slowly but surely, it just they kind of just wore the Rams down. And, and, and I wasn't sure they were going to do that with locking up a playoff spot. You thought, oh, maybe they'll, you know, kind of let off the gas pedal here in a not meaningful type of game yeah Uh, but no they took the opportunity to improve on things and kind of polish themselves a little bit that way I think that's the exciting thing and then yeah I mean Derwin James he should be back next week certainly by the playoffs I I you know classified them just like we just talked about Jacksonville I don't want to sound repetitive but damn the AFC is scary it's just scary. There's just there's quarterbacks and playmakers on some of those offenses that you can go yeah this team's not better but you know, one mistake or one guy doing an extraordinary thing and results could be totally thrown upside down in, in that conference. Looks like the Chargers will be the five seed. I think they still might have to win, and that is important because you don't want to play, you know, the Chiefs, Bills, or Cincinnati. If you're the five seed, you're playing at either Jacksonville or Tennessee. That, that would be the choice I would want. You know, as much as we just said Jacksonville and we got respect for them, I'd much rather play a team that's playing their first playoff game rather than, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, or Patrick Mahomes yeah. up there in that department. That, that's for sure. You know, so not only is it the least battle-tested team in Jacksonville, it's also the le- easiest environment to go into and play a road playoff game in. So that's where, uh, yeah, this is pretty cool to see the Chargers doing this. So, yeah. yeah, the Chargers, I guess, what, if they lost and Baltimore won, that would flip, right? That well, would... Baltimore then would win the division, possibly. Well, not if, ja- not if Cincinnati wins tonight. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, it well, depends on that. But Baltimore yeah, would right. still have to lose. But There's yeah. still some juggling of the, the, the AFC North and the 5-6 and six seed between those three teams that will get a better feel for after the Monday night match. Rams with 11 losses, the most losses ever by a defending Super Bowl champion. Yeah. We've never seen this before. Crazy. Crazy. Um, we'll get into them, I'm sure, yeah. as the offseason goes on. One more game to talk about, Falcons and Cardinals. Thrilling game that happened. And it's one of those if the tree falls in the forest games. Right. right. Or does it make a or sound? I think it's like more appropriate for the birds. Okay? Oh, good one. I for like that. Matt has said this should yeah. not last for more than 45 seconds, and we're already like How 15 in. How dare so you? Your 30-second recap. Battle of the Birds. One thing we should take away from this game. Uh, Desmond Ritter, a little growth there. I mean, Atlanta just playing tough. Like, I have not great feel for this football game. It felt like it. <laughs> Matt Casey got in my ear and goes, you don't need it. It felt like Arizona kind of put up a better showing to me 
I guess maybe it was better than I expected once I heard Colt McCoy wasn't playing. Yeah. I expected it to really be bad. David Blau looked like he did a decent little job. But, again, just late game Falcons running the ball and doing that to teams is unbelievable how they kind of just wear you out that way. And that's what it seemed like happened again. Um, and good for them. And that, that's, a, that's credit to Arthur Smith and, and their team battling. Two shout-outs for me. J.J. Watt, another sack. He's got, what, 10 this year now? Wow. Uh, one more game until he retires. Man. So great career for J.J. Watt. He's still got it going. 10 sacks and he's going to retire. Yep. And uh, Tyler Algier goes over 1,000 scrimmage yards this season that, as a rookie for a, Atlanta. That, it's, so two shout-outs. Pl- player. I mean, he's a he's a He's a ball of thunder running through between the tackles. It's again, that's just that last drive. It just seemed like it was Algier and Cordell just up the middle for five and ten. It just they're unbelievable how they can kind of get it going, and they seem to get it going in the fourth quarter in this one. That was give me the headlines presented by Hyundai. One more game to go Monday night. Our Bet MGM parlay preview: Bills at Bengals. Wow, very good one. Oh. Bills favored by a point and a half. Over under is forty nine and a half. You said a week ago, you're like, you're most confident about one thing in this game. Defenses are going to shine. I, I think the under would be, if you're going to make me bet on anything, it would be that. Uh, that's always scary when you got these two guys at quarterback. Right, I you're know. like, hey, the game's 13-13 with seven minutes left. And all of a sudden, it's like, they yeah. won 30-27. to That's <laughs> one of those takes where if you're the ESPN social media guy, you just clip that off. Hold that. <laughs> Sit on that. You know, uh, because yeah. if this game ends up 40-42, to tweet right. it out. One more time. Fuck you, ESPN and Sports <laughs> Center. okay? All right, so here we go, though. I am, I'm, uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to watch any film today. It's not going to happen. Between... It being a de facto New Year's Day, mm-hmm. and there's the Cotton Bowl on, and I want to watch Caleb Williams in USC. Yep. I want to watch him throw the ball. I think he's the best quarterback in college football, the Heisman winner. The Rose Bowl, Penn State, Utah. Like, I got to watch the Rose Bowl. It's just, it's to me, like a special, I love to see that stadium, the setting. And then we go right into Monday Night Football. Yeah, I'm not going to get film work done today, all right? So don't put something on my plate to tell me that I need to watch this for Wednesday. No, no, no. That's fine. Because you like to do that to me. Yeah. But I do think defenses, back to the point, will be a pain in the butt in this one. And you think the Bengals are going to win. You picked the Bengals to win by two. 23-21. Wow. Right? But, yeah, it's, it's, to me it's that kind of football game. I don't think either offense is balanced enough to make one of the defenses go all in on a department. Right? I, I don't think, again – Buffalo's not going to run on Cincinnati. It's going to allow them to play coverage and do all that, and they're creative as hell as that. So I could see them giving Allen and company real problems there. You know, Buffalo's defense, very good. You know my thoughts of the Cincinnati offense. It's simple. They don't do a lot. I think they're going to be able to break it down and have people drop it in all the right areas. And Cincinnati's not a great run football team either. I just think it's going to be that type of game. I think you'll see some really exciting, awesome plays. And we're going to go, oh, here they go. It's about to be a shootout. And then they're going to kick a field goal. Yeah. And I, I just feel like it's going to be one of those. But I'm excited for it. If it plays out like that, it is unlikely that either Joe Burrow or Josh Allen gets themselves back into the MVP conversation. It feels like GM has the odds out there. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the overwhelming favorite, minus 650 right now. Joe Burrow, second choice at plus 700, with Josh Allen at third at plus 1,200. Seems unlikely that either one is going to launch himself into that. I, I would debate. agree with that. You know, I, I think it would, you, you said it right. I think it would take one of them to have a four or five touchdown game tonight or a four touch, and then maybe something like that next week. But right now we're sitting here with Patrick Mahomes, who's thrown for 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. That, that's, 
and and we know that the way they play and who they are is all because of him. So it's interesting. Here's another little food for thought thing. Yeah. Just to, and I, I don't. I had this conversation with my dad late in the week last week, and he's kind of made me. I didn't see the CBS pregame to start yesterday because we're in our own meeting. But he kind of was like, oh, I like that. I'm gonna, I think I might steal that and do the opening of the show where they have to kind of give a big-picture thought. But, like, what I want to say is, like, you know, the, the – and you might have heard me say Like, the taking care of the football thing. Uh-huh. I, I, listen, I know turnovers are a big part. But it, it's less – I think when you look at what these quarterbacks are right now and the way the modern-day NFL is, you look at the teams that – the quarterbacks that are leading football and interceptions, it's all the best teams in the sport. Hmm. It's all of them. Now, and here, I'm going to read through it here. I mean, Kirk Cousins, first off, is leading football in interceptions. All right? Okay. They're, they're good. You can say what you want. Dak Prescott is also tied with him. Okay? Josh Allen is right behind him. All right? And we got Matt Ryan, Davis Mills. I get that. Patrick Mahomes right there. Joe Burrow, right? Justin Herbert, all in the top ten interceptions in football. To my point of what we've been saying, like all, the dink and dunk football league is over. It's you can score the way the rules are, the protection of the quarterback, the pass interference, be aggressive. Mm-hmm. And that's what's cool about tonight. I don't know why I went down that no, road. No, no, no. It's sorry. like slugging it's percentage in baseball. Exactly. I think it's good. There it's you go. That's like, what I You're mean. going to strike out a lot, but right. got to make those big plays. Right. It's exactly too hard right. to do 15 play drives all the, yeah. all the way. Yeah, batting average, yeah. too. Yeah, batting average is done, done, though, Matt. It's all about slugging percentage. No, that's oh, what yeah. he's saying. That's it's what like saying. It's uh, the 74 completion oh, yeah. percentage is like batting average. It's not as important as people want to make it to be. Backing up my point. Right. The action never stops at BetMGM. Sign up now using the bonus code SIMS. Your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. So say you bet $100 on T. Higgins to score the first TD tonight. That's the most popular prop Ooh, bet on BetMGM. I could see that, certainly. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. If you win, you will get $1,100. But if you lose, you will still get $100 worth of free bets. Simply download the BetMGM app today. Go to BetMGM.com. Enter the bonus code SIMS. As always, do so responsibly. Start off 2023 uh, in a good in a good way. Yeah, that's right. You don't right. want to get behind the eight Bet ball. the house on Allen. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Right <laughs> Not right away. Not right away. Maybe at the end of the year to make up all the losses. So. No, don't do that either. Um, but that's it. There we it. We did it. We only got Way one go. more of those Monday recap ones to do, and then we're and then the we playoffs. have four more Monday recaps <laughs> to do after that. Well, that's true. I mean, but the real meaty uh, ones, the real meaty ones. The games all right. Come. Happy New Year, Happy to everybody New Year. out there. You're right. The meaty ones are done. I'm sorry about your Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. Right. I wanted them to win to show the Big 12 point, but I do love watching Jim Harbaugh lose. I will say that. <laughs> hey, congratulations to your Lions, though. Thank Can't you. have it all in one weekend. I all right. Know. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Hope you enjoy the day today. It's going to be awesome. College football, NFL Monday Oof. night, best game of the year, Monday night football. Uh, but hey, Wednesday, you know what we're going to do. Send in the questions, subscribe, rate, review. We'll be back. I'm in free. You, the man. Clap it up. Clap it up. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.